This is WNSP Now, live. From online to on air, the sports station presents your favorite WNSP Now shows live on air. Here are Nick and Root with the double team. Double Team Live is back. Nick Wiggins, Stephen Root broadcasting from WNSP here on Dolphin Street and Mobile. We're back. A lot has happened in the past few weeks since our last live show. Nick, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, I'm a little somber, but also filled with a little bit of hope. My guy, John Collins. Finally. Four years, it seems like, of talking about trading John Collins, and we have reached that day. I mean... I don't know. I I was just joking to you one minute ago about uh, poking you and saying the Hawks are a directionless franchise, and I just I don't I don't understand what their you know view is on the future. I mean, there's already there's even been talks about Trey Young, but the John Collins thing. No, there have not been any talks I know. about people Trey do Young. talk though. People people do talk. can talk, but they're nothing serious. I hear you. Okay, but the John Collins thing kind of had to happen, I guess, just after how much rumored. How much it had been rumored that they were going to try to get off of him. And he goes to the Jazz and an already their roster's weird right now. They've got a lot of pieces, you know, with with who's on that team. It's it's going to be kind of strange to see how they all find a way to make it work. I mean, that's not a bad front court. You got Kessler, Markinen, and Collins now. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's solid. It is, and those three guys, particularly with Markinen and Collins, they can kind of spread the four a little bit. Walker Kessler has looked like a, a great young pickup for them. Defensively, he's really good. Uh, Kelly Olenek still on that team, but they're um, they're big, and I think they can figure out how to play together, even those three all on the court at the same time with how Collins and Markinen can spread the floor. But that's one example of the moves that have been made. A lot to come. Free agency right around the corner. So much is being rumored about uh, with, I mean, James Harden, Fred Van Vliet, so many guys rumored to be on the move. Um, We've been on Dame watch forever now, and I guess that's still going to be the case. I think he's kind of giving them some time to maybe figure out what they could do before he would maybe formally request a trade. I don't know about Dame at this point. I just can't. It's like every day is the same conversation. And at this point, it's just wait and see what happens. Well, Dame Dame came out and he said if he were to get traded, he'd want to go to either Miami or Brooklyn. Those are the two spots Portland's adamant about. They can build a contender around uh, Damian. There's been rumors that, oh, maybe they'll bring in Draymond and bring back Jeremy Grant. That's not enough. No, and I think the Jeremy Grant thing, there's some things that I've heard that there's a deal already kind of maybe promised to Jeremy Grant. I think he's going back to Portland. You'll see that, you know, when we when we get to the point of free agency. But, yeah, Draymond, Grant's a good piece, fine, but... Is, is Draymond, at the point Draymond's at in his career today, is he a guy who can go to a team and put them over the edge? I mean, it's it would have to be a team that is right there at the edge mm-hmm. to where you don't need a whole lot, especially in the scoring category. You got a guy that's going to come in and be a a leader on your team. I mean, the you can't put a price on what Draymond brings to you away from you know points, assists, and rebounds. That's not what it's about. You know, when when you talk hear about teams that and and GMs that value Draymond so much, it's not about those points and rebounds and assists. It's about what he is. And who, what he can bring to a team, 
But I don't know. He's been in this position to where he's been made to look like this incredible piece because he's been on an incredible team with incredible players. You take him away from that, man. You got your real questions about about who Golden he really State. Is. No, about, maybe about yeah, about all of it. I That's think. That's what I'm saying. Like, who do you think? Who do you think was storm. more? I was gonna say, who do you think was more beneficial of the other? Do you think Draymond was benefiting more from being on Golden State, or that whole Golden State roster was just benefiting a lot from having Draymond? Well, the answer as is their yes. Guy? The answer okay. is yes to all that. I mean, it's been a perfect storm for that that whole team and Steph and everybody has fit their role so perfectly well and played together so perfectly well that if you start getting up in years like these guys are and maybe they start getting away from each other, yeah. I mean, Draymond might just be a, a mouthpiece on another team and nothing else. I mean, we'll see. Mm. I'm not going to go that far, but you, you, you can see what I mean by that. Um, do you, Who do you think, out of these free agents that are available, do you think you got the option to pay Chris Middleton and Draymond the same amount of money? Which one of those guys is going to affect your team in more of a positive way. Well, again, you'll get pure st- statistics from a Chris Middleton who will give you a lot of points and not bring you anything else really like Draymond can bring in a leadership role. I don't think Middleton offers that much. He seems like an extremely quiet guy, but that's why it's really hard to measure what it's worth, put a dollar sign on what it means for Draymond and how much of a leader he is. It's hard to kind of gauge that. But I think there's a, a couple suiting teams that he could fit in very well. at. Dallas is number one to me, a team that is closer than where Portland is. Um, comp- Are they? Not by much, but yes. I think that's yes. But, I mean, Portland, all this whole stuff with Portland and, and Miami being in the mix, Portland isn't going to get a return for Dame from Miami that, that they would like, I don't think. I mean, mm-hmm. you think Tyler Hero has to be involved? They said, I, I saw a report that Portland is not that high on Tyler Hero no, at all. I mean, we're talking about, yeah, and I get that. But Yusuf Nurkic is making a ton of money for Portland. Lowry's making a ton of money for Miami. I mean, there's really not a lot of return you could get from Miami that should excite you. Now, Brooklyn, okay, maybe. But they're not going to give up bridges, I would think. I mean, they're so in this point of where they've got this young talent and something they can really build from. With with Bridges and Claxton, this is a good young core where they can build from. But again, I don't think there's going to be a return for Portland that is from anybody that might be worthy of Damian Lillard. I don't know where it's coming from. And it, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They They got themselves in a tough situation, especially having Scoot now. I think now that they drafted Scoot, they're not going to move him now. Like, it's not happening. He's there. You got Anthony Simons that you can move, but you're not going to get anything that's going to put you over the edge off him, even though he's good and young. I feel like Portland just waited too long, or maybe they're just not willing. They're not willing to go all in on Dame like Dame's wanting them to. You know, if they were, then they would have flipped that third pick for whatever star they could have gotten. They would have flipped it for Paul George, uh, which was a rumor. But now it's it's too little too late. They're not going to put a big package together to get a Pascal Siakam on a one-year deal. I do think that it's going to be Dame to Brooklyn for Ben Simmons just because the money matches and like four picks and Cam Thomas and maybe one of those other rookies that they drafted because um, that's all they can get right now. 
I think so. But again, I'm going to say that whatever Portland gets back is not going to be worthy. I mean, what we're talking about is not right. seemingly worthy of a Damian Lillard, um, which would just believe me to lead me to believe that he's going to remain with Portland and they're going to try to run some lineup, some improved lineup, but of all they can do. The Draymond thing, I think there's a deal for Draymond to go back to Golden State. If I had to pick right now, I'm going to say he goes back to Golden State on mm-hmm. a deal, a, a three-year deal, but something like that i just but i'm just going to say that by thinking that big huge money for Draymond Green isn't going to come from from a Portland i don't know but they, well it's not going to come from Golden State well right but I, but again some team out there would be like Draymond we're going to give you 30 million a year well, for 4 years someone will say it they they might be a little crazy to do so i mean they might say it but do they actually do it i don't know so i'm going to just right now just because I'm going to just say that Dame is in Portland and they do something. They've got to do something. Um, bringing in, bringing back Jeremy Grant, that's obviously not going to be enough to excite Damian Lillard. Um, but, I mean, I just don't know where the return is going to come from a Miami to get him to Miami. Brooklyn, I could see it. Like, that could be a package that would be slightly better than Miami. But as of right now, no package would be worthy of a Damian Lillard. So you think Dame's just going to be back playing in that play-in, missing the playoffs again this year? I mean, I would just hope they're a little better, that they're able to bring in something. I mean, they got to move off Simons. Like, you have to. You already, now you have three scoring point guards. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. No. And who knows with Scoot, man, if there is still an opportunity to flip him for for Zion. I don't know if that's still available, but you do have Scoot. So that is a piece you can work with. Um, but you're right about it seeming like they're just going to retain him. You know, it's like the momentum all died out of a trade for that that either pick or now Scoot. Um, I, I can't tell you which way it's going to go. But I'm just going to say that each time Dame's back on the Portland Trailblazers and he will be again just because I don't see how the deal gets made and how they get a return they say yes to. Yeah. Speaking of deals that have been made today, Nikola Vucevic, uh, he signed an extension with Chicago, three years, sixty million. Mm. The Bulls are really just doing doing with what they have. I don't get it. I mean, you know, the Bulls are a frustrating team. Blow it up. You saw that Lonzo's not playing this year ever, ever again. Yeah, it I seems mean, like. with, with that, the, I know. The worry but it's official, that he, right? Yeah. So, I just hate that for Lonzo, man. Tough, tough break because. You know, finally, when we got him away from L.A. and his dad shut up a little bit, we saw what Lonzo could really be, and it was something worthy of of being in the league. I, I liked him a lot as a player, but I don't know, man. He's had a tough break. But Vucevic, that team, how? Where's that? I don't know. They're they're kind of directionless too. Blow I mean, I it guess, up. I guess you have to at this point because. But they're not. They're you doubling would, you down. Would, you would think you would have to at this point, but what are your options? You you continue with what you got. Decent players on that team, um, but is it ever going to be enough to get over the hump in the East? Just the East? No, it's not. It's not at all. So look, we've seen what happens when teams blow it up. OKC blew it up. They had Russ and Paul George, and they completely blew that up. And now look how OKC is one of the young hot. Most well, we talk about them potential wise. Exactly, we don't know but anything st- for sure. No, they're they're 
Shea Gildas Alexander was all well, NBA first team. we don't know it's going to translate they were in the into play success. In. They didn't even have Chet Holmgren play. He and they got they got four picks for the next five drafts, and they're already better than I New Orleans. They're already better than all these other teams. Okay, but we still don't know if it nets them real, real success. I mean, it we will. we get the potential, we see the potential there, and it gives the fans something to be excited about. Potential that is the only thing that makes you okay with being mediocre is the possibility you're you're. Better down the line. Exactly, but, but that's you, all they you'd have. rather be mediocre with potential. And I get it. I than mean, just mediocre with <laughs> right. nothing, no hope. I get it. I get it. Chicago, they're a frustrating team. But, hey, whatever. Let's run it again with the same guys you did before that you were so frustrated about. Um, that's one segment down. It goes by quick. A lot more to talk about. Players on the move. We'll kind of talk about where we think these guys might end up. Um, Victor Wimbenyama. His official height has come out. Yep. We will just tell you what it was. Right here on the Double Team, <laughs> the live version of the Double Team. Nick Wiggins, Stephen Root here on WNSP. We'll be back. Let's talk about, uh, well, we previewed what Victor Wimbenyama's official height was. Let's get that out of the way. So Victor Wimbenyama without shoes is 7, 3 and a half. That's big. That's tall. That's long. And that's barefoot. That's barefoot. And that is the exact same height as Boban Marjanovic barefoot. Yeah. Wimby can do a lot more than Boban. He is uh, using his height and his body kind of has a lot of skill to go with it. Um, okay, we've got that out of the way. Wimby's ceiling is? I think it can be a league of its own, man. I mean, that's why it's such an incredible prospect. Because, man, I mean, we look at a guy like what Porzingis was coming into the league, talking about what he could be. I mean, the, the ceiling is much higher for Victor Wimbenyama than I think Porzingis. I think. And Wimbenyama's floor is? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. I still think there's a lot to be kind of figured out for Victor Wimbenyama. I think he there's a chance that he is not this all-world superstar. I think that just there is some, you know, maybe some holes in his game, but I don't know what that floor is. It's just hard to hard to predict this guy that we really haven't seen before. I mean, what would you say? I don't know. I think he's going to I think his rookie year averages I think he's going to average 16 16 10 and like two or three blocks a game. And I mean, those stats right there are like up there with like the best rookies of all time, right? right? Yeah, so I mean, I, he can do some things like where his stats, you know, especially the block numbers, if they're there, if he averages two and a half blocks and can shoot 40% from three, if you can do that consistently, you know, that's just the numbers can be great, but we'll see. And we don't have to worry about like how athletic he is per se. Like he is pretty athletic, which is a, just a bonus, but. I mean, the dude is the same size as Boban, and we see Boban has played in the NBA 
all these years, and he cannot move right. at all or right. play any defense at all. I mean, Boban might be in the league on a roster, but how many minutes is he playing? Right. It's like none. So we'll see. We're just comparing height. That's all it is, comparing those two. No, that's right. Well, look, let's talk about um, what some of these top free agent destinations are. There's a lot of teams. Well, look, we, we always talk about Boston. We talk about Miami. But these are teams that don't have money. So where really are the big free agent destinations and what it's looking like so far in all the rumors? It's actually the Houston Rockets. So basically everyone on the Houston Rockets roster is all on a rookie deal. And they're all really high potential rookies. You've got Jalen Green, Alperin Singoon, Jabari Smith. They just got uh, Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Kevin Porter Jr. Now he's not on a rookie deal. Oh, right. They signed right. him to that four-year 80. But yeah, I'm just talking about they got players. they got like 60 plus million dollars in cap space left. And the rumor is that they're wanting to go after Fred Van Vliet, probably the best guard available. I mean, other than like a Kyrie or a Harden. Uh Dylan Brooks, you know, veteran, do it, do all the dirty work type of guy. And then Brooke Lopez is another guy on their radar. And it just came out today that they're planning on offering Fred Van Vliet two years, $82 million. Goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, do I like Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, I do a whole lot. I thought the, I thought and thought it should be this way where Harden goes back to Houston um, and we kind of forget about Harden for a little bit. But then Philly gets Fred Van Vliet, and I thought that made more sense. But I kind of like Houston going in a different route. I kind of like them bringing in Van Vliet, who is who is younger. And I like Van Vliet a lot as a player. But Houston, players love Houston as a city. So now as a destination to go play for Udoka, too. This young talent is, you know, might be the best in the league. Um, so they're an interesting watch. I mean, you look at the cap space available, they're number one in the league. And then you've got like your Pacers, Spurs, Pistons, Magic, Jazz, a lot of non-interesting teams. Right. Um, so it's, and it's like, why, 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 you know, you think at first, why is Houston the one that is attractive to these other people? Houston has been horrible these past couple of seasons. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're the top place to go for free agents. I think them signing Ime Udoka as their new coach and him bringing basically that whole Boston staff with him is like the main. I don't. I think it's the city. No, I think man. it's being in that city. You, you, I don't think so. I mean, look, yeah, you, you want to go play for a coach you like, and they've they've put together a coaching staff we think is really good. Um, but Udoka, he's been around the league a long time. But People like him. People I like understand playing that, for him. But still, he has not been a head coach a long time. Don't matter. He's been in the finals. Uh, okay, I hear you. But still, it hasn't been a long time. I think he, I think players love the city of Houston a lot. And that's it's a marquee destination, you know, more so than... than what what free agents have, big free agents have ever signed in Houston? James Harden didn't. He got traded there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but we look a lot. We see players that you know, like the city of Houston are there a lot. It's, it's something I, I think is real, but you know, far more so than Orlando, Utah, Detroit, right? The Pacers. I mean, well, and, and it's like, you know, you got all those young guys I just named have legitimate potential. A lot of these other teams like the Spurs, it's Wimbenyama and blank. I mean, there's players that are good. Obviously they're in the NBA, but 
These guys on the Rockets, they all have like superstar, all-star potential. All those players are named have the potential. They were all drafted, you know, in the top three. Cam Whitmore should have been. They got him at 20. They all have that potential. And I think like the, the names I just named, the people they're targeting, Fred Van Vliet, that's just a guard who will go out there, do his job, do the dirty work, make the winning play, do everything you want, be a veteran leader. Dylan Brooks, same thing. Brooke Lopez, he's a good locker room guy, been in the league a now, long time. I am ex- I love Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Whoever gets Brooke Lopez is going to be so much better immediately. And he deserves a big money contract. And I think he's going to get one. I think there's going to be some high offers for Brooke Lopez. He is extremely important to me. And I'm big well, fan of his. And I think for a good reason, I think Brooke Lopez makes a big difference wherever he goes. Well, what do we think about Milwaukee? So... Chris Middleton's a free agent. Brooke Lopez is a free agent. They're going to lose one, and I don't think it's Middleton. I think there's going to be some big offers that that Lopez is, is, gets. Is this a good time to do some rerouting? You get rid of Budenholzer. You got the new coach in. Giannis is your staple. Drew's there. Great defender. We know that. Lock those two guys in and then build something new and different around them? Or does Milwaukee think, look, they we literally had the best record last year. Let's just try and bring these guys back. If I'm them, yeah, Javon Carter, he is, you know, he's a role player, bench player. That he's opted out. He's going to test free agency. I mean, if it's me, I want Brooke Lopez on my team. I would choose him over Middleton to retain yeah. that production and and the defense and shooting. Well, and he's asking for half of what Middleton's asking for. Yeah, well, I just, I love Drew. I love Lopez. I mean, I thought I thought that Middleton might go elsewhere, and but now I don't think that's the case. I think Middleton is coming back. I think there's a deal ready for Middleton um, yeah. to return. But I'm a huge fan of Lopez. I think you're not getting that from you know that kind of production from from a big man like that. You're not seeing it around the league. I think he offers something that is that is pretty rare. So that's that's who I would want to retain. Um, but at this point, I think he's going to get some too big of offers. It's come out that James Harden is probably going to go back to Philly. Uh, they're prepared to offer him a huge deal to keep him there. Uh, there's been some rumors. Well, not rumors, but people have been saying, let's trade Tobias Harris. He's a bum. Why are we paying this dude $40 million? Tobias Harris says, casual Sixers fans would trade me for a, a box of crumble cookies. Never had a crumble cookie. Well, look, I have. They're very good. Um, but Tobias Harris... He's always the one we're going to point to. And I, for good reason sometimes, man, he disappears in the game. You, you forget about him when he's on the floor. I mean, he just does not show up sometimes. I yeah, mean, it's a common I mean, thing. But we're always looking for he's going to be the one, the scapegoat on that team, it seems like. And I think there's a reason for it. You know, do I, do I think Tobias is a solid NBA player? Yes, you have to. But trying to lift him up and think he's more than what he is you just gotta be careful with doing that um just because there's so often he's disappearing while in the game i mean people are mad at the sixers gm that paid him the giant contract and they take it out on tobias because they don't know you know what front office guy to direct it to because i don't think he's there anymore uh but, I mean, Tobias Harris is going to shoot over 35 percent from three he's going to play good defense on the best player i mean he's having to let Embiid right? High usage rate center, averaging nearly 35 a game. James Harden, one of the highest usage rate players of all time. Tyrese Maxey, all those players are getting the ball. Tobias has just got to get in where he fits in, and he's found a way to, I mean, look, Philadelphia had one of the best defenses last year. 
well, I think a lot of people in in this era of super team were trying to say that Philly has a big three of Harden, Embiid, and Harris. I never heard that. I mean, I think a lot. I think that you tried to do that, but you got to just see what Harris is. Yeah, is he overpaid? Okay, right. You can say that. But especially Philly, ruthless Philly fans, they're going to point to Tobias and, and want more from him because you, you see the ability, the talent is there, but I don't think he's living up to his talent more times than not. So, I mean, you could see the frustration with him and who's got to, who's going to be the odd man out. If you were to trade any of them, let's pick Tobias Harris. So I get what he's saying, but I also get the fans' frustration with him. Um, you kind of want him to be more than what he is, but what he is is fine and solid. And a good piece on that team, you know, with Maxi maturing and becoming as good as he is, you know, I do like them keeping Harden, but I never thought Harden was worth more than a certain number. You know, does, is he worth a four-year max? Hell mm. no. I think they'll give him a two or three-year deal. That's what you know, a two with a third option. But he's a t- he's a top. Careful. <laughs> I see you wanting to. He's a top twenty player in the NBA. Yeah, he can be, but. I don't see him aging. He's already shown significant aging. He's the only reason that they won a couple games in Boston. Okay. But again, there was a reason those performances were as ridiculous as what they were because it hadn't been the normal. They weren't that ridiculous to me. Okay. Where's P.J. Tucker going? I don't know. Somewhere. And we'll talk about him always. I'd give that dude... I'd. I'd pay that guy made twelve it. million. It almost made it without a PJ Tucker <laughs> mention, but there you go. It is the double team. You know what to expect. And that's it. Goes by too quick. Next by the seconds. next time we talk, uh, free agency will be over. That's right. We'll have a ton to talk about. We'll finally figure out where these guys are going. All right. That's been Nick Wiggins and Stephen Root, live version of the double team. We'll see you in a few weeks.